Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Yeah, you usually I pretend like these opens are really difficult and like, oh, it's such a hard thing to do. Uh, this one's kind of easy. I can't lie to you. This one, this one, this one just rolled off. Do you ever um, lie? Uh, well, I thought I did once, but I was, I was, I wasn't telling the truth. Um, <laughs> so, so Jonathan Swan, mm-hmm. Australian your new, hero, your new boy crush. My, he is Sybil. You have nailed it, right? I, I would like. The funny thing is, I like the way he questioned Trump, but we'll get into that. Let's get, come back to the boy crush thing because I actually, actually thought about that. Okay. Far more than I, far more than I should ever want to admit. Listen, all right. Um, all right. Here's the open for today. Uh, and uh, all right. Uh, good God. Smack black, black, black. Good God. Hit it. In another indication that the world's turned upside down, kids can't wait to get back to school, while nervous parents want to keep them in the house, not kick them out. That's an aha. This week. Trump paid no respect to John Lewis, ostensibly because Lewis didn't go to Trump's swearing in. Trump looks forward to attending all the funerals of the people that his team fabricated when counting attendance at his inauguration, though. That's a ha 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 did you watch? Did you watch any of the clips of the Jonathan Swan interview? For those I who watched don't know, most of it. I watched. Okay. Uh, I saw thirty out of what thirty-two out of thirty-seven minutes. Okay. So, suffice to say, Jonathan Swan has asked all the questions that we've always wanted to ask. He he asked Trump directly. He didn't let him back down. When he gave a stupid answer, he called him on it and mm-hmm. said, "Like what people? Well, people say because Trump has been saying this for people say uh, what uh who." I, I, uh, uh, and he would say like, okay, what what people in what manual? <laughs> right, right. He called him out. What um, report? Yeah, but of note, but of note, and if you, I, and you went Australian there with your accent, I believe. A little bit, a little bit. And, and can I, I just say, I love the fact that you use the word osten- ostensibly in the uh, open. <laughs> ah, you caught that, huh? You caught that. All yeah. right, yeah. somebody's yeah. googling something tonight. All right, that's good. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you okay. Hi, Sybil. How you doing? <laughs> no, the question is, how you doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you're, been, living, I, you're living the dream. I'm, I'm living the dream because I think this Trump thing's going to come crashing down. I believe that this Jonathan Swan interview has led another peg in the come down of Trump. You, it's, it's making people increasingly, it's like gravity when you're holding on the side of a building and you, you're, you're, you're holding on, but gravity mm-hmm. is working and there's just mm-hmm. more and more gravity. Mm-hmm. And this, this is like the anvil that knocked Wiley Coyote off Bugs Bunny, right? That's okay. where we are. Okay, that's I get that comparison, but just you talking about hanging off the side of a building, where you do that at? Yeah, I know. That's why I switched up. Okay. I literally switched up. <laughs> I switched up in the middle because I realized, you know, I used I used ostensibly in the open. Let me bring uh-huh. it back to Bugs and Wiley. Okay. 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 I, 
And I, you know, so, those two, I love, I love the yin, the yang, the A to Z. I love that. <laughs> so in case you have not been uh, paying attention to news media, and a lot of us haven't, and there's mm-hmm. reasons for that, I do want to play one minute of the interview from Jonathan Swan. Okay, can I just Andy say Trump. that, um, first of all, Jonathan Swan is an ace reporter. He's a, mm-hmm. is a fabulous journalist. He works for the news organization Axios. Uh, he had a uh, well over 30-minute interview with Donald Trump uh, last week. Uh, the big thing to come out of that interview originally was the question about Russian troops paying uh, for the killing of America, for Russia, paying for the killing of American troops. That was the big story that came out last week. That was which he was being interviewed by a number of news organizations. Then came the uh, full interview that was on HBO uh, starting this weekend. And so, uh, Stephen Hill, go. (sighs) Softball questions. All right, I'm I'm going to shut up. Here we go. John Lewis is lying in state in the U.S. Capitol. How do you think history will remember John Lewis? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, He chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, He chose. uh, I I don't. uh, I never met John Lewis, actually. I don't believe. Do you find him impressive? I'm sorry. That's a softball. (laughs) Literally. By the way, so this is the very end of the interview. He's trying to give him softballs. Do you find him impressive? All you do is. Yes. That's all you got to do. That's all He's you a fine do. American. He What right. he did for his people. Right. That's it. <laughs> but, That's all you got to do. Play it. That's all you got to do. But what did Trump do? No. Uh, I can't say one way or the other. I find a lot of people impressive. I find many people not impressive. But no, but I didn't. Did go. you find his story he impressive? Come, he didn't come to my inauguration. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He, Do you know how many people did not come to your inauguration? <laughs> <laughs> he's like a little child. No, oh, no. Yeah. I would like to point out that the visual is me folding my arms across my chest, very, very high on my chest. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not mm-hmm. going to. No, no. Right. <laughs> he didn't come to my inauguration. He didn't come to my State of the Union speeches. And that's okay. That's his right. And again, nobody has done more right. for but, 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 Americans than I have. <laughs> he should have come. But, I think he made a big mistake. But, take, but taking come. your relationship with him out of it, do you find his story impressive, what he's done? Come on, come on. You've got to get this you one. Got to, Trump. You, this is your yep. opportunity. Right, right. Sybil is laying right there. Yep. A big yes. fat one, big fat one. Yeah, just low right pitch. Across, right across the center. Yeah. For this country. He was a person that devoted a lot of energy and a lot of heart to civil rights, but there were many others also. All right, that's all we got time for. And nobody did as much for African-Americans as I did. Okay, okay. This is why I can't give this man any more of my energy. This is why I just, just when you think he cannot possibly be any more ignorant, just when you think he can't possibly be any more just obtuse, any more ridiculous in his words. He uses big words, but he doesn't know how to use them. He is just the total antithesis of John Lewis and who he is and was. Yeah, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Keep here's his thing. name out here's your the, mouth. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You are oh, I like when Civil gets like Civil is on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
two things. Yes, I think Trump is going all in. He's like, I look, whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. If I get like, elected out, that's fine. I still mm -hmm. got all this money in Russia I'm going to get. Or <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to be who I is. But simple, you simple ready for this part? You ready for this part? Yeah. got to remember. got to remember. Now, J John Lewis started it. You got to remember. <laughs> you got to remember John Lewis started it. He like, started it. John Lewis started it. He's like, I'm not going to the inauguration because is the I never thought the election was legitimate. Right. Yeah, we started. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and God bless you for starting it. <laughs> <laughs> and God uh, bless Jonathan Swan for finishing it. That's indeed, indeed. Uh, please it, check that out. It's on YouTube. It's on Axios. It's on my own personal Instagram. Like I <laughs> things up there. It's uh, and it's it's uh, an HBO. Uh, as well. So if you have HBO to go or, or you know, one of those apps, um, please definitely. No, go to Stephen Hill's Instagram. Yes. <laughs> go to Stephen Grant Hill and do that. Uh, so uh, uh, Trump is counting all the all the people who went to his own inauguration, as you know. Um, yeah. And I believe I know one, the, the mystery, two, the mystery people, the mystery three. people who uh, they thought they were at the inauguration. They're actually in the stands at the NBA games. <laughs> They're, they're actually the same. You said it. There they're it is. the you same people it. who are in the stands at the NBA games. Is, oh, my gosh. Are and, you watching and, the NBA? Are you watching that? Yeah, I am. I am watching it because I miss sports, but I'm mad at myself for watching. I'm mad at myself for watching baseball. I'm, I miss baseball. I'm mad at myself for watching basketball. I miss basketball. I don't think that they should be doing this. I don't care how much money they're going to lose. Lives are at stake. The, the St. Louis Cardinals, they don't even have a team. They cannot play because they have so many people who have been affected by this virus. They're now called the COVID Cardinals. They cannot. They can't. They're, they're stuck in their, in their respective places. They can't travel. The other teams have now have to be tested again and again and again because they have played them. Um, it's ridiculous. Don't play. Let's get through this. And, and it just makes me angry that I'm watching. I'm angry at myself. So you, so you don't think doing, you don't think going in the bubble, being, being, making sure no one comes to the bubble is safe. Basically the NBA protocol, you don't believe in it. I don't because of ignorant people like Lou Williams who goes to a strip club to get some wings, chicken wings. But that wasn't it because even old girl from the strip club said, you know, darn good and well, you came in here and I gave you a dance. Oh, man. The craziest thing about that is everybody knows that the, that the wings are better at Tootsie's in Miami. So that's the craziest. <laughs> like That's what really that's what I heard from that. That's what I heard. Um, that's what you got from that. So yeah. so I, I just think that this whole uh, professional sports thing, as much as I love all of the sport, uh, you know, I, I, I'm even rooting for the Chicago Blackhawks, um, but because their name isn't as offensive as some other team names. Um, but I, <laughs> everybody just needs to sit down and not play. We are entitled, Sybil. We as Americans shut down for three or four months. We think it's okay, and we can go back out now because we did it. Is it over yet? Is it over? No, it's not over. I'm tired of being inside, so I'm going back out. I'm tired of not making money, so I'm going back out. I'm tired. It's one of those, it's just I'm tired of living, so I'm going to go out. If you think of it that way, you'll approach it differently.
right? You'll mm. think of it that way. You'll approach it differently. So um, I have to be a spoiled brat in order to understand and appreciate what people are doing. Welcome to America. Like what? <laughs> I mean, like. Okay, like, so I, what? How, how do you explain this this situation that we have now? With are we going to open up our schools? Are we not? Are we going to send our children a couple of times a week, or are we not? And and if my kids are are scared, if they're apprehensive, so what? You gotta buck up and get out of my house and go to school. I just don't understand this. So I think the, the schooling schooling is it's an indication of something's open for business. I think people really want to have that happen. Again, to your point, it's the dumb thing to do. But it's the thing to make people feel like it's moving forward because, look, the, the, the stock market, all of the financial wealth is built on hope. Like, mm. it's not real money. It's paper money. And that paper money is accumulated by being hopeful about the future. That's it. Right? It's, it's not, not that they make real a different money. product. They don't make a different product. They don't like there's not a lot of change. It's that I believe that next week is going to be better than this week. And if you have a series of weeks, it takes three, what is it? Three weeks to get a habit, right? We're in 18, 19 weeks. If you, if you, if, if you have this constant downward, it's, it's tough to come out of it, right? It's mm -hmm. just harder. We're not used to having to do that as Americans who have had everything at our fingertips, right? We've had all this at our fingertips. And so it just takes extra effort. But the easy thing to do is like, pretend like it was before. Mm -hmm. Let's just be what it was. And that I think is a is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous way to go. Not only school, is it dangerous, but if you see people, if you have people, if you love people who have died from this, why do you want to go out there? Why do you not understand that we cannot allow our children and our teachers and 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 these very important people, our teachers, our children, mm -hmm. why do we allow them to or, or force them to go back into this? Because we care more about the money than we do about public welfare. This is not new. This is not COVID related. No, this right. is something that's been absolutely true throughout the history of these United States of America, right? <laughs> that you will take the wealth over public safety at all mm. points in time. Now it's never been this much of a, like a wealth versus public safety. So this is, you know, it's usually just like, eh, we give up a little bit of public safety to get this much more wealth. Mm. But now with, with it's like, no, 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 we'll get a li little bit more wealth, but the public safety will be devastated. They, we, as a, as an, as a, as a, as a civilization, as a country are not used to dealing with it that way. These are all, there's no manual. There's no manual. There's no playbook for this. Uh, and apparently, so, and because uh, the person in the White House is really not giving us any good uh, yeah. information to go on. Yeah, he's the worst person that could be there for it. But I think if you if you start taking these things apart and realizing that this is part of it, the, the, the goal is to like, we're going to get through this. We have to mm -hmm. do things that we wouldn't we don't want to do to get through it. But it's 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 not just survivable. It's thrivable. I, yeah, again, being optimistic. Oh, God bless I, I you. That, that sounds like a, a slogan. <laughs> uh, like you're running for president. Maybe you and Kanye are on the same ticket. We don't oh, know. Oh, now it. stop. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Well, I know I'm I not be, alone. I would be a secretary of state, though. I ain't going to lie to you. I'd be a secretary of state. Would you? Mm -hmm. Do you know what the secretary of state does? Uh, well, the secretary of the state of Ohio. That's what I think. Oh, <laughs> So you could give out that's, fake fake IDs. Okay. That's not it. Yeah, okay. that's pretty much it. Yes. <laughs> um, I know that I'm not the only one who's angry 
anxious about this. I know that I'm not alone. Uh, and, and, and speaking of loan, I am, I am quarantined with people. That is my saving grace. I don't know how you have done it and others. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, a, a gentleman that I talk to every week uh, who uh, comes on uh, my Insta or my, uh, my Facebook and YouTube show is George Wallace. And George Wallace, like you, Steve, has been quarantined for months now uh, in, in his home and uh, he's off the road. He is everything that he knows that is comedy, that is being with people, being the life of the party, all of that laughter and goodness in him. Uh, that's gone. That's gone. And, uh, and, and it makes me worried and concerned not only for George, but for others. And, and I'm really glad that he is here to talk to us about what's going on in his world, in his mind, in his apartment. Hey, George Wallace. Hey, George. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Whatever time it is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm inside. I'm incarcerated. I'm isolated. I'm uh, quarantined. I'm uh, sequestered. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, any more words out there. I'm inside. However, I am sitting here eating my dinner. I had DoorDash run down to Magic City. You know, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had this conversation. Tootsies. We had this conversation already. Sybil <laughs> wasn't here. Is this not, you don't only have to get wings. You can get legs and thighs and breasts down there, too. You know? <laughs> Well, having never been in one of those establishments, George, thanks for telling me. Well, listen to me. You have never been in one in Las Vegas, Nevada. One of the best steakhouses in America is located mm. inside of Tita's Scrimmage, one of the uh, uh, gentlemen clubs. I would never eat that myself, but yeah, I would never <laughs> eat that, but it does happen. But I'm you know, I would, I would ask you what's the thing you're looking most forward to after COVID, but I have a feeling we know. <laughs> <laughs> a steak. <laughs> also, I have to tell you, Silver, before I talk about anything else, how great and grand it is to talk to Mr. Stephen Hill. I don't think I never talked to him in person or live. I, I know we met probably briefly, but I listen to him every week, and I'm jealous because he has his own personal microphone, and I'm on one of those. And it's just good to be with you. But yeah, being uh, in cause it's, it's different being um, secluded. Uh, that's another word. Being mm -hmm. inside for a hundred days, uh, and it changes your life, changes your personality. It's also um, there's a health problem we're having here too, mentally and physically. Being inside, not going out, getting air, and my butt is sore, and my <laughs> butt is really sore. As I sit there, and I bought a new chair, and my ass still hurts. So it's. Uh, <laughs> but hey, it's George, let me let I, me ask you something before we go any further. Are you on speakerphone? I'm uh -oh. sorry, say it again. Are you on speakerphone? I was on speakerphone, but I'm not. No. Oh, oh, there we go. Sound, oh, you sound so much better. Okay, because you are even better? you're even more remote than we uh, normally are accustomed to during the coronavirus. I apologize, but I I had the chicken wings in between me and the phone. So <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and George, you and Steve never talked on the cruise on the Joiner cruise. You never had an opportunity. To I never about. saw him that much. Now, let yep. me tell you something about the Joiner Cruise. They had me working every day and every night. I never got to talk to anybody but the audience. 
And Steve never and went never to the show. Okay. I never saw him up at the buff. I never saw him up at the. No. I never saw him at the buffet. Never. But this is great to talk to you, Steve. God bless. It's great you. to talk to you. I actually, I've, I've been to a few of your shows in in Vegas. I am, I am, a, I am a, I'm a fan. After he uh, goes I, to the strip club or before? Well, during actually, I do. Okay. During. <laughs> go back and forth. Silver, you haven't been there in a long time. I now have a pole on my stage. I have a pole on my. You know, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. That is a true story because <laughs> I'm at the Westgate and the shows go in and out. There is a pole on my stage. Somebody told so me. I'm not sure which one of our comedians was there and said you had a pole on your stage. There's a sexy show after mine, so the stage oh. is all set up, you know. And so she comes out after me, and uh, and uh, I think Jay has been and tried to get on the pole a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that poll will never be the same. I hope they arrange yeah, it off. Being sequestered, being inside for a hundred days and being outside for only like maybe eight days, it is different. It does change your life. Uh, and if you of age as I am, uh, it's just different. Uh, and when you get a chance to talk to uh, you uh, and any other uh, comedians or entertainers, it's awesome. It's just my my therapy. So I love it. And I thank you for having me on. And um, and I, and I'm not the only one going through this. It's 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 really difficult. And no, it's downright. Uh, it's uh, like I said, mentally, it's disturbing sometimes. Just like I need to work, but I'm not gonna go back out there. I'm not gonna put myself in harm's way. I'm gonna stay here. I got my doors closed. Nobody comes in. You know, uh, I said nobody. I told you guys once before. My daughter stopped by to say hello, and I waved at her ass from the 25th floor. Yeah. I told her to keep yeah. moving. The right thing to do. From the 25th, and I yeah, waved at him. And uh, this is something different. And, and I just heard you mention, uh, Steve, about I'm tired. I want to get out. It's And it's I'm hurting because they tell me it's going to be worse. Uh, let me use that word, worser, in the next two months <laughs> than it has been already, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm a little... Um, I'm a little confined. I'm concerned. I'm confused. But thank God for a little laughter from you guys. Thank you so do, much. Do you use Zoom? Do you use do you Zoom to bring people closer or to at least see faces when you talk to them? I'm on Zoom every week, at least three times a day. Yeah. Zoom, yes. Does that do you find that helps at all? Because I, I for me, I did I didn't use Zoom at all during the first few weeks, and then slowly, oh. like really just recently, I started doing it. Does that does that help? Make you feel closer to people oh, you're talking to. Are you kidding? To? That, that that will help you also with your family. You call FaceTime, make sure you talk to them. That will bring you closer. So try to do that. Try to see who you're talking to, and uh, it does a lot, tremendously. So so try to do that every chance you get, whatever form it is, medium it is to use Zoom and I believe TB T. What is it called? I believe TB. Whatever streaming you can use and you can talk to the person. It's like a visitation. George, what would you say was your state of mind when you first started as to where you are now um, in, in, in just in terms of the discovery of yourself and your change of, of, of mental state? Do you mean uh, uh, at the start of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, of the your sequestration, your, your quarantine, your seclusion? Yeah, well, first I was okay because I... Uh, didn't think it was going to last, but maybe a couple of weeks or so, mm -hmm. and it continues to go on and on, and not seeing anybody, and I was really afraid. I'm a hypochondriac. Let's make that perfectly clear. Mm. So, and I would listen to the news and whatever. Any kind of uh, symptom that anybody had, I went, oh, 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 I, I, my nose is running right now. I'm still <laughs> going through that. 
So uh, any heart condition, I'm not out of breath, but <sighs> am I out of breath? I'll ask the question. So it affects me tremendously. So and it's not good living on the 25th floor. Mm-hmm. You walk up the stairs? Hell no, I walk. I don't even walk down. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I don't walk down 25, I, I, and when I get on the elevator, I take a plastic glove and press the number to have to go down to the mailbox. I'm really concerned. I hope this is going to be over soon, mm-hmm. and so we can get back out there and live our lives again, because I am totally a different person. I can't wait to get back out there, but I'm in no hurry. Do you actively think, do you actively think of things that will make you feel better? Because because I'm, I'm, you know, as the most, as one of the most optimistic guys that I know, I'm very clear. This is going to be a, like I love live concerts. I'm not going to live concerts till 2022. Like I know this. I'm I'm very clear on that. So Steve, with you're knowing right, that, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm not going on stage until like 2020. Right. I don't know. Maybe something can change my mind. You know, my work. I'm losing thousands and thousands of dollars by yeah. not working. Some com- some comedians are going back out there to work. Not me. Mm-mm. Yeah, they I are. Wait. Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, texts from from our comedian friends who are, are back out there and saying, you know, could you could you post this on your your Instagram or whatever and saying, you know, I'm out there and that they're going to be uh, physically distanced and, and, you know, they're taking all the precautions and things like that. But uh, I, I don't see it. Uh, I'm not ready to go out there and do that. But, George, what about the. Um, the shows that you have contracted for in terms of television and, and what have you, are you going to feel comfortable enough to do that? Well, I've been uh, by Netflix, also by Peacock and some other TV uh, networks that I'm currently shooting. I stopped on March 13th and they want to go back pretty soon. And they're guaranteeing you all kinds of red zones and PPEs and personal areas and, but I have to worry about makeup. I have to worry about hair. Mm-hmm. There's 30 people on this set, and they said, well, we're going to sign an agreement. Everybody's going to go home and be quarantined. Well, that's going to be just like going back to Magic City, stopping by to get some wings. You can't do it. <laughs> you, you cannot do that. Even, uh, trust in me, i got to go get something to eat. i got to get some gas, and then i got to find a new place to live and, and then driving back and forth. I'm just not ready for it yet. I, 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 like I said, I'm of age. Everything the CDC says, especially being black, being mm-hmm. of age. And you know I'm five pounds overweight, okay? And uh, these little things, so I'm not ready, just ready to go back to work yet. And uh, uh, might get fired, I don't know. But I'm not ready to go to work. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust I got- working with a lot of people inside also. They tell you right now, don't go inside restaurants and eat. Now, working in a studio, you're right up on one another. I don't care if they have the face shield. And the mask. When it's time to sleep, you got to take all that out. And when you laugh, anytime you laugh, you project and you mm-hmm. spit a lot. So Especially I'm around comfortable you. with Especially. it. And, I, and I'm, uh, I'm optimistic like Steve. I'm very optimistic, but I'm also, uh, I want to live. Yeah, but you got to take care of your mental health, right? And my point was like saying we're, we're going to hunker down uh, uh, 2022, but you've got to, what are the things you're actively doing now to make, to go like, yep, well, it's going to be like this, but I'm going to make myself better by doing what? Do you have any of those things? Yeah, we do. You know, what is, what has happened that I wasn't able to do because I've been working for 45 years every night, Steve, every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some TV shows I did not know about, you know, mm-hmm. on, uh, on Netflix is getting me through uh, with all of these new shows and they're very good. I cry a lot too. I've been crying a lot 
because I watch Undercover Boss and I watch uh, the, the uh, <laughs> Oh, dude, America, I, that's America, me too. Got oh my and, God, <laughs> and America's Got Talent. Yeah, those packages that they the put together. Buzz, they hit the golden buzzer. The buzzer. I yeah. Just, if it's something, tears of joy. I'll just Undercover Boss is really screwing me up. You know? <laughs> oh, dude, I'll me just, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we heard uh, when I was when I was wearing the fake mustache. I heard that you, uh, your 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 son, uh, is that was about a wig you're wearing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm now going to yeah. give you five hundred thousand dollars to take care of that. <laughs> Where's that? Sybil, and you yes, know when you do America's Got Talent anymore of the of the voice. You just can't be a regular good singer anymore. You got to carry a story along with you now. Yeah. Well, my mom, she just passed away, and uh, she says my mom had a heart attack, and she said the last thing she wanted to see me win this show. And so if I can win this show, she's in the car right now. I can take her to the hospital to get her services, but she's have a, she's going to have a heart attack if I don't win. All kind of sad-ass stories. And the man, I did cry. The man that was incarcerated for 37 years. Oh, play it. Oh. Archie or something like yeah. that. I yeah. I did cry about, about that. So, so you got to have a story to go along with your singing. You yeah. just can't be a great singer anymore. You gotta That's have a story true. To go along. That's mm-hmm. true. You got to have a, you got to have a pitch or something to go along with it. Yeah. Um, George, do you talk to any professionals? Do you have anybody to talk to about the way you're feeling? I talk to everybody. You know, they call me. I'm the doctor. I got the answers to everything. Yeah, you are Dr. Wallace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm talking about um, professional. Professional? What do you mean? Like, um, well, like we have a, we have a, I'm sorry, go ahead. I certainly talk to Jay and Myron Seinfeld and all of the comedians. Uh, We all call each other. I call everybody and they all call me. Um, Maybe I help them in a way. They help me. I help them because uh, that's what we can do and keep laughing. There's no better uh, medicine than laughter. We know this. Laughter is mm-hmm. uh, it is the best medicine. healing for the soul. We know, and as I often say, and I wrote in my book, it's free medicine. That's one good thing about it is free medicine. That's why we encourage people to overdose on laughter. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even fake a smile without feeling better. You can try it. And, and people, you got a, 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 you got a beautiful smile. Now try to smile and see, don't you feel better? Bam, just like that. That's true. So I love That's the true. business that I'm in. I'm in the laughter business, and you can't beat that. And I honor my essence. I love what I do, and I love to go out on stage. And when I see happy people, it makes me happier. And uh, so when I talk to the professionals and, and my professional friend Seinfeld, he's like Steve. He's not ready. He doesn't think he's going to work until 2022. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow. And, and and luckily, um, people are uh, some people are in the uh, financial situation. They can afford to do that. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, you got guys many- like Michael Collier. You got a guy like Michael Collier. He worked this weekend in Atlanta. God bless him. That's cool. They got a lot of. And of course, our friend uh, DL was on stage when he yeah. fell out yeah. the disease. And some people are hooked. They're really hooked. And nobody's more hooked than I am. And nobody's uh, is as smart as I am. Keep your ass at home. That's right. I was, <laughs> yo, like, I was just about to say when you said I'm smart. Yeah, you're smart to stay stay at home and make make people laugh. Find a way to make people laugh from home. And remember, if you're laughing, laugh. Laughter will keep you alive, but laugh by yourself because the spittle could kill somebody else. Hey, we <laughs> got um. We don't we don't stop laughing because we grow, but we do grow old because we stop laughing. Mm-hmm. And when you stop laughing, you stop living. You know, I've done mm-hmm. my TV shows. I do the talk by Zoom. I do mm-hmm. all these TV shows I'm doing by Zoom and whatever. It's working. It's working for me. And uh, but I would like to get back out there and uh, 
and do a live performance. Nothing is better, but I'm in no hurry. Um, I don't know how to say this. Fortunately, I've done 100,000 shows already, so mm. I'm okay. If I never work again, I'm still going to be okay. Uh, but I'm not in a hurry to put myself in harm's way. I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Some comedians may get angry at, at me for saying that, but I'm not going out there. I don't. They got a drive-through thing now with a car. I don't give a damn. If you see me on stage, I'm going to be covered in Saran wrap. Unless something <laughs> happens. To that, I have a I have a question, and then, then I'm hoping you'll stick around because we're bringing on we're bringing on a, a, a therapist because you you've helped you know the laughter helps people. We also want to find other ways people are helped. But does the fact that you you said it out loud, you do not have to work another day in your life and you'll be all fine. Does does that give you comfort during this time? Is that something that brings you comfort? It's still anxiety around not being able to get out. Well, it's still a lot of anxiety. Oh, I live with anxiety, but it is comfort that, see, that's why some of the comedians do have to go out because they still got to work. You still got to have money coming in. And uh, I understand that. So they have to take a chance and going back out there to work. I talked to, on Sunday, I did Zoom with 3,000 black doctors in America. 3,000 black doctors in America. That was so great for them to invite me in for a moment of laughter, and that mm -hmm. was their medicine. And I had the doc top doctors in Los Angeles all over the world. It was just so much fun. And some of the doctors said that, one of the doctors talking about black people, uh, your diets, we gotta change social economics, how we eat, we can't afford different food, we can't afford different medicines. And we talked about all of those things, but that's what laughter can do and can heal you with, it's just good to laugh, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, you're saying all the right things, George. Um, we do have, uh, as Steve mentioned, we do have a therapist uh, who's been kind enough to come on with us and, and has been on for a while and listening to our conversation. And um, if uh, George, are you uh, able or are you willing to stay with us? Yeah, I got. I need to see the therapist. I'm, I'm sure you brought the therapist. Up. Well, therapist that's why we. That's why we have you here today, George. <laughs> see, see, see how we did that. See how we did that. <laughs> Split it in, but I know I need some help. Is it free? Do I have to pay? Yeah, well, there's going to be oh, some payment, but it'll we'll come in the later. form of probably come in the form of spring rolls at a certain hotel in South Africa. Don't do that. Don't do that. If Steve doesn't know about that. Don't do that. But that's. <laughs> So, so George and Steve, let's uh, let us welcome in Catherine Crooms. She is the uh, she is a therapist and owner of Thrive Integrative mm -hmm. Counseling. Hello, Catherine Crooms. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Hello, Sybil and George and Stephen. Thank you so much for having me uh, having me here this evening. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Doc, you, we've given you a full plate here of people in three different stages. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so go. <laughs> Where do I begin? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are you finding out there in talking to people? Uh, are they coming to you? Are, are, are in a, at a fast and furious pace, or are you just is this a lot of observation, or is this uh, are you doing business with people who are already patients of yours? Are you getting new business? So I have to say, I am. People are coming at me every day multiple times a day. I, it's hard to even keep up with the phone calls and the emails from people who are seeking help. Um, what I'm finding, and I noticed you, I think you all mentioned feeling a sense of anxiety. That is what I would say is the number one thing people are calling me about. Um, so there's, of course, the sense of isolation, but also fear, fear of the unknown, fear mm -hmm. of how this is going to um, affect people long term in their jobs. Will they 
you know, will they lose their life? Will they lose their family members? There's those sorts of fears. And then mm-hmm. also, um, I have to say what I'm noticing is that thoughts and feelings that were already there are being mm-hmm. amplified. So oftentimes people use, you know, filling their social calendars or going shopping and hanging out with friends as ways to avoid kind of processing and thinking about past experiences or current situations. And we're just not simple. We're simply not able to do that right now. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. So those thoughts and those feelings from either current experiences or past experiences are creeping up and amplifying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, let me ask you this question. Since I was talking to the 3,000 black doctors the other day, psychologists and all epidemiologists, we're finding a problem that uh, African-Americans sometimes don't, especially you being in psychiatry, we don't feel, we don't man up to call a person of uh, your caliber, a doctor. Uh, uh, sometimes we just don't talk, we're afraid to talk about health issues to the doctor. Uh, do you find that a lot of the, um, the black patients are uh, uh, afraid to call you or talk to you about this? Yes. The short answer is yes. There's there's often a lot of hesitation and apologizing. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry I'm asking for help. I'm so sorry that I'm, I don't feel like, I know that I'm oh. not feeling well. I know that this anxiety is bothering me, but I know there's bigger things happening in the world. And I'm sorry I'm taking your time with this small thing. And I think wow. particularly in our community, we have this idea that we need to be superheroes all the time and prove our strength constantly. And this is one of those things that we may not be able to hold on our own. And this is a time when, thankfully, people are noticing, um, this is something I can't handle by myself. I need to do something different. But there is, it breaks my heart to hear the apologies that, you know, just for acknowledging that this is something I can't do by myself. Um, that's so is, is there something we can actively all, we do? All know that. We all know that blacks are afraid to go to medical doctors, let alone a psychiatry. That's something very hard for many people to do. And this has got to yeah. be, I, I imagine people that are listening right now are saying, well, maybe there is somebody. Because I would always say, I don't need no doctor. You know, that's what I, especially yeah. a psychiatrist. But I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you now because uh, my psychiatrist is, has been Sybil and Jay and, and, uh, and, and Steve, and they, they're not really the best doctors in the world. yes but George to your point human connection is absolutely can be um, a wonderful way to to kind of process these experiences that we're having and find some sense of emotional well-being but there tends to be a limit to that and there are certain things that a professional can help to um, process in a different way so how can we what can we do to encourage our friends now to 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 reach out, right? We're, we're, I keep forgetting how many weeks in, we're this many weeks in. <laughs> I know, I know when I, I, I admit I stopped my therapy when COVID started hitting and I'm just now getting it restarted because I, I, I like being in person, but given that you really can't be in yeah. person, you've got you to do the yeah. Zoom thing, you got to do the, you know, whatever, FaceTime or whatever it is. How, what, is it is this us encouraging our friends? What can we do to encourage other people to, to be a part of it? You know, I think that noticing when your friend's behavior is changing or mood seems to be off consistently, um, sometimes having that reflection from someone that we know and love is is just the motivation we need to get to seek that help. 
what about uh, in, in terms of people seeking therapy and especially during this time? Are you having people come in? Are you able to do it over the phone? How is that working? So all of my sessions are video and virtual, 100%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I make it very clear that for, for my safety, the safety of my family, and also the community, yeah. I want, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I need to, to take a stand. I know there are a lot of therapists who are seeing patients um, in person, and I think that it's important for me to kind of be a leader in this and say, no, this is not, we need to keep each other safe, if at all possible. For some, that's kind of what they have to do, but... Um, as for me and, and my practice, 100% video conferencing. Yeah. Are you finding that people are, that you're getting appointments and making appointments with people in different parts of the country and are the, some of their questions or anxieties, are they different or are we all pretty much the same wherever we are in the world during this time? That's an an interesting question. So earlier on in the pandemic, the governor of New York um, Governor Cuomo, he allowed clinicians from all over the country to provide services to, to residents of New York. So typically, I would need a license in any state that I'm offering services in, even if it's via telehealth. So um, in New Jersey and New York, there are a couple of other states that allowed um, clinicians from out of state to see their, their residents. So I do see clients in New York and New Jersey, and there is definitely a heightened heightened fear of death in in New York mm-hmm. City. And I think because, you know, kind of for obvious reasons, there were visual representations sure. of death. You have the refrigerator trucks lining the streets. And that was something that people had to see every day or outside of their buildings. There's constant mm-hmm. sirens in the background of those sessions. And um that that was that was real. Yeah, here in Texas we have I, I live in Texas. Um we have not had the, the fear of death is not as significant as it seemed to be my clients who were in a, on the East Coast. Mm. What's so the what best? Are, I find the fear of death is just hearing the numbers sometimes, especially in certain regions. Like right now, like uh, we're shooting TV in L.A., and that's the, the uh, hot spot of people dying right now in certain cities. And right now, as we speak, it's popping up in certain cities. The rate is uh, spiking. I, I don't like those mm-hmm. numbers, and uh, and I don't like when I have a leader that can't explain the numbers that doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think that's a lot of fear put in, in, in a lot of uh, people in America. So what yes, can we absolutely. do? What can we what can we do to look forward? Like what can we do? Look, what, what's the thing we can do to pick ourselves up? Uh, it would be great if we could all call call people to talk to. I love how, how George talks to friends and we talk to friends. What are things yeah. that we may not be thinking of that you and your from your professional purview can see yeah. people can do? So one thing is is setting a routine for yourself. So there are a lot of things um, about this pandemic, most things that we cannot control, and we, particularly in this country, are not used to not being able to control things our lives, where we go, who we hang out with. So creating a routine for yourself. If it's when I wake up in the morning, I make a cup of tea and do 10 deep breaths. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate, um, Mm -hmm. but creating some sense of predictability and rhythm in your life and in your body can make a big difference. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's about 20 up. seconds of your day. What do you do the other 23 hours? Make it too much in the well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Then she goes so to work helping people in therapy. <laughs> you have to the therapy. You yeah. have to the therapy. Make a cup of tea. Breathe 10 times a day, and you should be all right. Then call me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, is that, George, is there anything you're doing during COVID that you didn't before? I, I, use, I usually take the, that that kind of question and take the time to brag that I learned how to cook, right? I learned how to cook during COVID. I didn't oh, cook. I, yeah. I knew how to buy. But is there anything? So that was my one thing that I did that I didn't do before because I was determined to come out of COVID better at something than I was when I went in. Is there something of yours or is something you've done that you either started or like I'm going to get better at during COVID? <laughs> telling jokes. No, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I'm telling jokes, just trying to write jokes and keep up with uh, with uh, because I got to be ready for we specialize in writing jokes all day, and I, I'm trying to call people that I haven't called before. That's one. That's one thing I'm doing. Calling somebody I haven't talked to in five years. I'm doing that a lot, and I, I have a my family. We're all on our group threads. We talk a lot, a, a, a lot of gospel music, whatever makes you feel good. I'm pretty busy, to be honest. And the only time um, I get down, I'll just say I'm down, but it takes it. I could be out of it. Just let me put it like this. The best way to say it, some days I feel like the pigeon, and then a few, mu- few minutes later I feel like the statue. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and can I add to that? Please. Sure, of course. Okay. Cause, so one thing that, that reminds me, we've been hearing you ask that question, that reminds me of a meme that I saw early on in the pandemic that was, I don't remember the details of, but essentially stating that if you come out of this pandemic and haven't, like started a new business or perfected your whatever skill, um, then you should be ashamed of yourself. And that really struck me because I think that this, yes, for some focusing, they're ready to start focusing on new skills and building a business or or doing those things that kind of move them Mm -hmm. forward um, in various ways. But for other people, I'd like to offer um, that it's okay to give yourself grace. Mm. For some people, this is the moment they need to restore themselves, restore their family, mm-hmm. restore the connection with their children. Um, I right. can't tell you how many parents, yeah. how many parents I've talked. I'm a parent myself, but um, how many parents I've talked to who have children who are now getting a chance to relax a little bit and not be so so wound up about school. There's kids who have you know anxiety and ADHD and other things that they experience in school, and parents are seeing those issues kind of fall by the wayside because mm. they're creating mm. connections with their children and with right. their families. Um, so even if it, even if you're not developing a new skill, just taking a moment to breathe and reconnect with the people in your life, you know, right. you. Um, that, that's also something to consider. Or, who, or make, who, or make the... new, or make new connections like we, like we, like we did tonight. Like we can do new connections. Yes. George, Dr. Yes. Crooms, yes. George. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 who do you go to? Who who does the therapist go to for <laughs> for the day to day? That is a great question. So there are times when I have a therapist myself, mm-hmm. and then there are other times when I'm taking a break and kind of using my own coping skills. I have to be very very aware of my of balance and making sure that I'm taking taking care of myself. So it can mean. Like my kids have to mm-hmm. be away for a little bit and I'm mm-hmm. just sitting in my office by myself with a candle lit like I am right now. Um, oh, nice. So sometimes if there's things I need to process, I will do that for sure with a professional. 
um, and otherwise, just taking a moment. Well, let me ask you a question. Talking to the three of us right now, is, is this like you're talking to a professional? I mean, because we are helping <laughs> each other. No, stop it, Sybil. This is serious. We are helping each other uh, cope with this, and it keeps laughter. Yes. You're talking to us. Are we yes. therapy to you at all? Talking about a problem, and what's this going to cost it's not us? Not a problem, but our situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I absolutely yes, for sure. And I love that you stated earlier that even just smiling can change your mood. But sitting here listening to your stories and having an opportunity to laugh, taking a break out of my day to laugh mm -hmm. is, is tremendous. I really appreciate the opportunity for this to do this. Um, Doctor, is it okay to just be sitting by yourself and just start laughing? Is that is that? Is that okay? <laughs> That's some of the best laughter. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Self laughter is laughter with someone you love. Yes. Come on, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Catherine Crims, I want to thank you so much for coming on. How can people reach you if they'd like to uh, to have some some time with you? Yes. So my direct number, um, my work number is 214-531-3316. I also have a website, www.thrivecounselingdallas.com. And clients can, um, the clients can book, a, book an appointment that way um, or, or give me a call. Oh, wonderful. Okay. I'm going to ask you. you I will you, be under the name of June Bug when I call you. It won't be me, but I have to tell you, George, that's what we call our oldest son. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be confused initially. <laughs> it's old June Funny. Bug then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> June Bug number two. I'll be looking out for your call. Catherine Crims, let me ask well, you, really you so I wanted much. to Go end ahead. I wanted to end this podcast by asking uh, George and Steve this, but I'm going to ask you too because you're now a part of our our crew. What are you going to do for yourself this week this coming week um, in, in terms of you know lifting your spirits if if you should need to? Oh wow, that's a good question you put me on the spot. I will you know I I enjoy exercising and taking walks and being outside in nature. So I will commit to taking a walk outside and getting some sunshine. Vitamin D can help to regulate your mood. So I mm -hmm. think that's what I'll do. Yeah. It's it, and and I too am in Dallas. It's a little warm, so <laughs> be yes, careful. Put some sunscreen on. Um, but yeah, mm. that's a, yes. that's a good one. And I find you know, like last night I went walking, and then this morning I went walking, and it's it's kind of a different yes. vibe or feeling depending on the time of day. But that's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, yes. I like that too. I like that too. Well, I tend to walk at seven thirty to nine o'clock at night in Atlanta. It doesn't get dark here until nine o'clock. But um, it's uh, not a lot of people out there. I like that. I like um, I like uh, watching funny things. Uh, of course, I'm in the, in the I'm writing a book right now, finishing up on the book, and I'm thinking about writing another book. That's the book that's bothering me. Uh, and excuse my language, doctor, but it's called How Trump Effed Up My Life. So, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. so I'm in the, I'm in the process How Trump Effed Up My Life because I don't think it's only me. I think I have to go to people like Steve and Sybil and see some of their thoughts because it has changed our lives. He has mm -hmm. changed our lives. You know, mm -hmm. instead of he being leading us, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be, he's supposed to be accompanying us and we need to talk to him. Doctor, you need to call him, by the way. 
I know. If I can only get through, something. trust me. Well, listen, listen. What happened to the was, was was that interview last night when he was going off with the guy from HBO? Just yes. horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. And and then the people that mm. are, are around the around the president, they are horrible. I don't. How can you lower your integrity by staying behind a liar, a thief, a, a BSer, a misogynist, a xenophobic? How how can you work for somebody like that? Don't because say when he like, leaves the office, you will be hired and paid a lot in the private sector when you get that great little contract over in Russia. No, just no, my, no. Just if my Dr. opinion. Fauci mm-hmm. were to leave, if Dr. Yeah. Fauci were to leave right now, he would make more money than he's making right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but, but Dr. And, and Fauci I, is the man Fauci's of different. integrity, and he is doing for the public yeah. good. So, uh, and but I think we have to admire. his integrity by staying with him. He made, I'd be much proud of him, much more proud of him if he were to leave and say Trump is full of crap. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you. I, I'm glad that he's still there. Um, he's saving uh, lives. He's saving yeah. lives. I'm glad he's still there too. I'm glad he's still there. Catherine Crooms, thank but you so much for joining us. We appreciate it once thank again. Thank you very much. Indeed. You're a therapist and owner of Thrive Integrative Counseling, and uh, we have given your your number and your email address and, or your website address. And so, thank you so much. And will you come back and join us again? I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. It was very nice to virtually meet all of you. Thank and you, you have such Indeed. a lovely thank voice, so and it's so comforting. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate oh, thank that. You. Yes, yes <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Thank you so much, George. Thank you so much. And so your your active intention, what are you going you're going to uh, continue to walk and to uh, work on your book? What uh, what else? I'm going to continue to walk, work on my book, write jokes. You know, I, I love to listen to the news and see what's going on. And, and, and I love tweeting. Of course, that I got to. Yeah. Oh, you're a master mm-hmm. tweeter. I got to live mm-hmm. up to that. But uh, uh, being, uh, I don't know, Steve, whether you know, been nominated top 25 funniest tweeters in the world by Rolling, Rolling Stone magazine. And I have to perfect them. I have to go through my office so there, because the way I think and the way you tweet are two different tones. And so uh, I love doing that. And uh, every now and then I love eating a pint of hog and all ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's your flavor? What's your flavor? What's your flavor? Oh, no, it's not actually not hog and dogs. It's Chunky Monkey. You ever heard of Chunky Monkey? Yeah, ben absolutely. Jerry's? Oh, sure. Oh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Ben and yeah. Jerry's? Yeah, Ben and Jerry's. Chunky ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. Oh, my God. Is it good? Is it good? It's got little chunks of chocolate, little banana. Oh, no banana. so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't and, have anything with monkey on it. Just and and yeah. Ben and Jerry's came out really strong in Black, Black Lives Matter. So we're glad it's Ben and Jerry's. Ben oh, and Jerry's nice. came out really strong. Nice. nice. So, yeah, yeah. Chunky Monkey. I, I do deep dud. What is it? New York, New York deep dud. Chocolate fudge, something with peanut Ooh, butter. Nice. That's but, peanut butter. You know, and that's why they're so successful. Then you got companies I don't understand, like Baskin Robbins. As long as you've been living, how many flavors? 31. <laughs> no progress whatsoever, Steve. No progress whatsoever. Come on. Same 31. Change your thoughts. Chunky Monkey, Terry Garcia. Do something different. George Wallace, thank you as always. We appreciate you. Thank and, you, my man. Um, you know, I, I love everything. One more thing before you leave. One more thing before you leave. When you see the B in Baskin Robbins uh-huh. and the, the R in Robbins, that's a 31, representing 31 flavors. Next time, take a look at the, at the, at the logo there. The B is a three and the R is a one. Yes. It's 31 flavors in the oh. name. A lot of people didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, you learn a lot wow. from there. Okay. Thank you I've so much for this evening. Always Thursday. learning something. George, take care, George. my man. Thank you, George Wallace. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay it's healthy. It's a pleasure talking to you. Next Great time talk to you as well, sir. I'm looking forward to it.
Um, that is so sad. All right. Thank you. All right, Sybil, I love you. I need you to do something really, really great this weekend because look, George's having a hard time. We're all having a hard time. But really being active about making yourself feel good is uh, – and you can take that double entendre if you want to because that's part, <laughs> that, that is part of it. I got no problem saying that. That is part of okay. it. Whatever you do to make yourself feel good. Something do that it. doesn't involve a chunky monkey, but chocolate well, maybe involved. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I'll leave out the monkey. All right. Um, <laughs> Sybil, I love you. Talk to you soon. I love you more. Enjoy your your uh, paradise there. And 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 once again, give us give us the info on the uh, Sirius XM show. All right. Yes. Uh, Sirius XM channel 48, Heart and Soul, Heart to Heart with uh, Stephen Hill. Uh, my first guest is the wonderful and talented India Ari. This past oh, this weekend, perfect. 11 p.m. Uh, well, she did kind of threaten to break my kneecaps if you weren't the first guest, so that's where it went. On the and that's Saturday. Saturday night, Saturday night at 11 p.m. Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, please check it out and uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. All right, darling, love you. All right, in- love you too. Talk to you later. Paradise. Until next week, Bye. friends. From Ahahas to Ahahas with Sybil Wilkes and Stephen Hill. Ha ha, ha ha, Sibyl and Steve. See?